0: over here's paul calvisi i'm ready i'm 100 percent ready i'm telling you i'm ready and ron wolfley it doesn't get any better than that unleash the fury
1: we've been saying it since may and we say it again today hbo the hard knocks crew they done picked the wrong half of the Cardinals season to document i mean you want drama You want storylines. You want compelling reality TV. The first half of this season continues to tell the second half, hold my beer. And we'll get into that here momentarily. It is the Big Red Rage. We will have rookie pass rusher, my Jay Sanders, as a very special guest tonight, all presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Ron Wolfley on assignment. Again, Wolf. (laughs) is off. It is still technically the month of July. You hear the laugh, the scoff, the 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 reality and acknowledgement of one Rob Frederickson, former Cardinals linebacker, and uh, and and just Rob can't tell you uh, how great it is. To have you fill in uh, at the last second here? And boom! Looking forward to the next hour.
2: It's ratings week, Paul. So we gotta you know we gotta boost things up here. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When it, whenever
1: it sweeps, we bring you in. Right. That's the way. That's the way it works. That's you know? right. It's, uh, because you know it's about a production and performance based business that's exactly what it's all about and uh man do we have a lot to talk about tonight do we not
2: do we what why what's happened i don't know
1: well let's see um okay so you spent nearly a decade in the nfl playing linebacker right former first round pick yourself uh can i say that that kyler was playing defense today that kyler was a two-way player that he you know look the headline on nfl network was kyler's clap back
2: yeah, I don't I yeah, I don't I don't think he was playing defense. I think he was going on the offense and 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 really good for him because had he not come out and and set things straight and and you know, explained himself and explained kind of his situation and the situation with his contract and with the the homework quote unquote clause. Um, it would have been left to social media and and to talk radio uh, to tell that story. And and so I think it was important, number one, for Kyler as a leader. I think that showed great leadership. Number two, just for him to get out there and and set the narrative and, and to really reset things going forward for him, for the Cardinals, and for this relationship.
1: And if you're just getting back from a vacation yourself, it went something like this. On Monday, Kyler Murray signed on the line that is dotted, literally, at the Cardinals' headquarters. And then, about two hours later, it came out. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, reporting that there is the independent study addendum, i.e. the homework clause requiring four hours of independent film study per week away from the team facility, but there can't be any distractions from the Internet or video games or anything like that. So, uh... You know, and then ever since then, Rob, to your point, there's been nonstop negativity revolving around it. And so with that in mind, Kyler got up today, impromptu press conference, and he had his say.
3: Talking today because, um, you know, I feel it's necessary with what's going on as far as regarding me and and the things that are being said about me, um, to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career and not be a student of the game and not not have that passion and not not take this serious is is almost it's disrespectful and it's it's almost it's, it's almost a joke you know um it's to me i'm not six 230 i don't throw the ball 85 yards it, i'm i'm already behind the eight ball you know i can't afford to take any shortcuts no pun intended but those things you can't accomplish if you don't take the game serious if you don't prepare the right way and you know it, it's like i said it's, it's laughable
1: you know things and rob you can relate to this as a former raider yourself things really got just asinine and outlandish when there were actually comparisons to jamarcus russell thrown out there earlier this week i mean come on kyler was the nfl offensive rookie of the year kyler murray's been a pro bowler each of his next two years jamarcus russell did absolutely nothing Zero, and so I think that's probably just one of many things that that irked Kyler and, and prompted him to get up there, unscheduled, unannounced, and address the media.
2: Yeah, I, I think he was irked, um, and and he should have been um, because you know before he got there, before he got up there and spoke, he, it was really up to social media and, and and to talk radio to to set the narrative to 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 feed on all these stereotypes or all the all these um, you know uh, misconceptions that uh, you know he's not a hard worker he he doesn't put in the time um, that uh, you know that it's video games over video watching uh, football video so it, it really was up to him to get up there and set the record straight and and you know going forward I still don't think that this thing is put to bed. I I, I think it will continue to linger on. Now it'll it'll just be little social media quips and and funny little posts by people when maybe Kyler throws an interception. Oh, I guess he didn't study this week. You're gonna have that, um, but I do think he did. He went a, went a long way uh, today in, in what he did in that press conference and writing it and 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 putting his mark on on what the story really is.
1: Again, Kyler saying, quote, it's disrespectful. It's almost a joke. And then he continued. uh, And once again, this is right off the top. He he didn't take any questions to begin. He had a statement, and he continued with this.
3: I refuse to to let my work ethic, my preparation, be in question. You know, I've put an incomprehensible amount of uh, time and and blood, sweat, tears, and work into what I do. To those of you out there that believe that I'd be standing here today in front of y'all, Without having a work ethic and without preparing, I'm, I'm honored that you think that, but um, it's not possible.
1: He was asked also, Rob, whether he has any regrets about the New York Times article, in particular the quote where he said he doesn't, quote-unquote, kill himself watching film, and, and his response to that was, no, not at all, that there's multiple different ways to learn and, and watch the game. So, you know, yeah. once again, pushing back against... Some sort of narrative that he can just roll out there on game day, and you know, and just create organically that there's no preparation whatsoever. Um, which, look, um, which started to get out of hand, obviously, throughout the entire week, to the point where Kyler felt compelled to address it.
2: Yeah, and, and look, his work ethic. A uh, work ethic is is a couple of things in football. It's it's the physical aspect and it's the mental aspect, and and you need both to be successful in this league. Um, there's not a football player in the NFL, on the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray included, that does not put in extra work beyond what is required via the collective bargaining agreement or via individual uh, player contracts. Everyone does. They have to. Otherwise, you won't succeed. You you won't you won't be on the team. Um, this really, this clause, though, really spoke only to the mental aspect, the mental preparation uh, in game week and leading up to the game. It didn't speak to, I've never seen it before. I've, I've, I've seen uh, physical uh, clauses in contracts before. You know, you, you have a weight clause. You have to be under a certain weight. Um, off-season workout uh, uh, incentives for players to keep them around the building, keep them in good shape. But this this is this is groundbreaking, Phil or, or, or Pauly. Honestly, um, I'm interested to see the ripple effect of this and what this means for future contracts for other players, other leagues. Is this going to be the new normal? I'm, I'm not sure.
1: And look, I, I'm convinced it, it goes back to that New York Times article. Now, whether the team was aware of it or not, but it, that – Certainly did you know set a precedent of sorts, and it, and it got it out there. And when you're giving a franchise record contract to a player, any player, there's going to be safeguards in there. I And for the most part, I haven't seen anyone who said they've ever seen a clause quite like this, uh, the Andrew Brantz of the world, who've been doing NFL contracts and or studying them for three decades. And, and I know Brian Baldinger was NFL Network today saying, and I quote, I'm against these sort of clauses because they are very divisive. But once again, Team Kyler – Agreed to it, obviously, and, and I'll just hit zoom out for a minute. I said this earlier this week on Cardinals Underground, the podcast, that to me, it's just in keeping with the offseason. Last year, the off season, was, season was all about leadership and physicality, adding those two elements to a Cardinals team that started 10-2. and two. But after yet another late-season swoon, second year in a row, losing five of your last six and getting blown out in the playoff game, I think the mission this offseason was to add – accountability. You yeah, try and create layers of accountability, whether it's hard knocks in the HBO cameras in the second half of this season, putting everyone's face on it, literally, or in this case, a clause that tries to guard against these late season swoons and, and tries to make sure that that no one's relaxing, that no one's getting comfortable. Those are some of the uh, yeah. euphemisms we've heard from, from various team leaders to the media as to what happened when you're trying to diagnose the end of last season, and and as for watching film, Kyla Murray, he also had this to say today to the media.
3: To the film side of things, there's multiple different ways to, to, you know, to watch film. There's many different ways to process the game. There's many different ways quarterbacks learn the game and break the game down. Of course, I watch film by myself. That's, that's a given. That doesn't even need to be said. But I do enjoy and love the process of watching the game with my guys, the quarterbacks, my coaches.
1: And We heard that offseason anecdote. It was Kelvin Beecham telling the media after one of the OTAs that Kyla was in a meeting room breaking down a seven-on-seven session with some of the new receivers and, and leading the way. But look, every young quarterback, Rob, to a certain degree has to improve in that category. What's amazing is when you hear a Kurt Warner like we had last week in the Big Red Rage or even a David R today in the NFL Network, they talk about how much more potential there is for Kyla Murray. A guy, if you remember going into the Green Bay game week eight last season, Troy Aikman started that broadcast, Cardinals and Packers, on Thursday night. 7-0 and Cardinals against the 6-1 and Packers. And Troy Aikman called Kyler Murray the leading candidate for NFL MVP at that point in the season. And whether it's Kurt or David Carr talking about, you know how he gets better? It's just the little things. Just completing the simple passes, what Kurt calls the layups, what David Carr called today not trying to make the hero play, just – not passing up the easy pass, but instead making that connection and that completion. And they both think that's where he takes off in terms of his production as a cue.
2: Well, obviously, you mentioned earlier accountability in this offseason, and I think that's right, Paul. It is about accountability. It's it's usually, though, historically, it's been verbalized, right? It hasn't been formalized in a contract. So that that is where this has really gone into uncharted territory. And to your point... Um, really about what what is Kyler's ceiling and and where can he go? Yeah, I, I look. I, I don't think he's even come close to scratching the surface of that ceiling. Um, and and a lot of it to me is those pre-snap reads. Uh, what what is the defense trying to do in this situation? In this personnel group? This down and distance? Those are the little things that you don't always pick up uh, in in the meetings with coaches. Um, before practice or after practice, a lot of times you're breaking down the practice film. You're looking at that, you, and and you're out of there. There's no question Kyler Murray knows this playbook inside and out. I've heard some some of his teammates come to his defense about how he knows the playbook. Of course he does. That's not, I don't think that's in question. That's that that's never in question. The, the really, I think w- w- the crux to this whole thing and what it's getting at is getting him to ha- trying to help him help himself to do those little things that Kurt Warner talked about and and get to that place where he already knows what the defense is doing before he snaps the ball. And that's
1: exactly what Kurt Warner used to say, that he knew where he was going with or at least knew his first two reads pre-snap just based on the defensive front and what the defense was showing. So you're saying that correlates directly to watching game film of the opposition the opposing defense
2: each week you pick up you pick up tendencies you pick up similarities from the week before and in certain situations certain packages um you can you can pick up so many little things just by watching that film you know i i know kyler does it um and and unfortunately this thing optically is has just gotten a little out of whack but um i know kyler will be prepared every, every sunday
1: and i tell you what, um, that's something David Carr talked about today as well on NFL Network, those pre-snap reads. will come back. Remember, my Jay Sanders coming up in this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford and a couple of headlines from the defensive side and J.J. Watt
0: next. Give to Henry. Hit in the backfield by J.J. Watt, who got off a block and drags him down. Knocked down, incomplete. It's J.J. Watt got his hands up. He fumbles the ball. It's loose on the far side. Another takeaway. J.J. Watt forced the fumble, leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt gets the penetration right at the point of attack. Hit in the backfield and down he goes for a loss. J.J. Watt nailed him at the 18-yard line. Mitchell running straight ahead, gets dropped for a loss. J.J. Watt in the backfield with the takedown.
2: Penetration on the backside. That is J.J. Watt, baby. Tip,
0: incomplete. It was tip, and it was J.J. Watt who got it and the cardinals stop him on fourth down again.
1: What was the Cardinals record with JJ Watt in the lineup last regular season? 7 and 0. Oh. He was uh, very productive I've called him not only the rising tide of the lifts all boats on the field, but on the sideline as well. Just a different vibe on the sideline when J.J. Watt is in uniform, and we'll get into what he had to say today, a very entertaining press conference. Uh, the Big Red Rage, my Jay Sanders, the Cardinals' third-round rookie pass rusher, coming up here shortly. Rob Frederickson in for Ron Wolfley. Yours truly Paul Calvisian. Right, as we wrapped up the first segment there, Rob, we got a tweet from Ian Rappaport, and I quote, the Arizona Cardinals have removed the controversial independent study clause from QB Kyler Murray's contract. That's according to sources, a move that happened yesterday, says Rappaport. Your reaction?
2: Good. I mean, honestly, uh, it, 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 <laughs> it, was, it was just a mess, if I could speak candidly about it, uh, for both sides. It, it was a bad look for both sides. And it was not necessary. How are you going to police it, number one? Um, it sets a dangerous precedent. So, um, you know, they they believe that Kyler is the future quarterback, is the present quarterback, is, is the one that can lead them to the Super Bowl. They believe that. They wouldn't have invested that kind of money in Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray believes that he has the work ethic, the desire, the want to, and the leadership to make that happen. It's a perfect marriage. Let's get rid of all the prenups. It's a good way of looking at it.
1: And look, it was in there for a reason. Even if it was there to send a message, which I think maybe, just maybe, that's what it was all about, perhaps. Well, guess what? Mission accomplished. Message sent. So now you remove it from the contract, and try to do anything and everything you can to make sure it doesn't come up and be a persistent distraction over a 17-game regular season. So once again, according to Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, the Cardinals have removed the independent study clause from Kyler Murray's contract. There you go. Now, as we said, he was maybe a two-way player today, playing some defense at the podium. But as Rob said, he basically went on the offensive, which is what he did. We know a three-time NFL defensive player of the year is J.J. Watt. And we know he is a master with the media, Rob. He uh, had an opinion on most everything, including those guardian caps. Said he he feels like a bobblehead wearing those big padded extra layer cap on top of the helmet. And then he lamented after he gave his opinion he might be fined by Roger Goodell. So uh, that was good stuff. And then, of course, somebody asked him the obligatory, uh, you know, question about camp. And, geez, do you enjoy your uh, 13th training camp, J.J.?
2: Well, I don't think anyone does.
1: <laughs> anyway, here's what here's what J.J. J. Watt had to say. Okay,
4: from a work standpoint, from a, what you can accomplish from working on your game, working on your craft, it's it really is the best time of the year to make yourself better as a player because you're you're working every single day. You have tons of film to watch every day to improve on, and then immediately the next day you get to go out there and fix the mistakes. And you also get to talk to the O line and talk to the tight ends and the quarterbacks about. You know, what did you see when you blocked me on this play? Or, or I saw this. What do you think if I tried that? It's, it really is the best time, if you utilize it properly, to improve yourself as a player.
1: All of training camp last year, and he's still ready to go in week one at Tennessee. But
2: look, uh, some guys need him more than others. Do they not, Rob? They do, uh, especially the young guys. It, uh, training camp's a great opportunity for first-year players, for undrafted players, for for guys looking to hook on with a new team. Uh, training camp is is the greatest interview jo- of your life. It really is job interview of your life. So um it is necessary. I, I think it is can be beneficial, as JJ mentioned for veterans in terms of just what do you see uh, from uh, as JJ. Watt as a defensive lineman. He can ask offensive linemen, what what are you looking at? What am I tipping? What are my tells? Um is there anything that I could be doing differently? Um, just that, that mental aspect of it, in terms of getting an getting an advantage over your opponent. I, those are the little things that veterans will take from from training camps now in the modern era, where training camps are not as physical as they once were well, in the in the olden days. Paul, sure. <laughs> uh, training camp was basically used to get in shape for the regular season, uh, but now it's it's really it's just about honing your craft, perfecting your skills, and and getting. Um, Ready for that opening opening season? Yeah.
1: For example, he said he has a Veterans Day coming his way tomorrow. DeAndre Hopkins had one today, along with probably Rodney Hudson today. So I know one area you've talked about with JJ Watt and all the defensive linemen is man, if they can just keep that offensive line off those young inside linebackers. Because I want to get into Isaiah Simmons here a little bit. Rob Frederickson is someone who played the linebacker position for as long as you did in the NFL and here's JJ Watt just initially here's we'll start by JJ talking about the unique skill set and just the variety of spots that an Isaiah Simmons can play.
4: He's a unique individual and I think he has a a unique skill set that can be utilized in different ways and I think that trying to unlock that and trying to find what that best way to serve our team is is what we're doing right now and I think that I trust VJ and everybody to find that right spot.
1: And look, Rob, nobody has said he is the weak side inside linebacker. Right. Cliff Kingsbury made some comments yesterday that he might be better suited from what they've seen to being a little farther away from the ball or being up on the edge. So it's really intriguing. It sounds like they've found a role for him, and it's going to be a little different than what we've been told in the past.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't think Isaiah Simmons is going to make his career being an inside the box uh, Inside the box, off the line, of scrimmage linebacker. He's not going to be a middle linebacker, inside linebacker in a 3-4 defense. I, that's just not who he is. It's not what his body type is. Um, he's, he's, it's, it, that would be a, a dereliction of, of his talent. It, it really would. He needs to be in space. He's the kind of player that, that moves um, like, a, like a cornerback. He can run like a cornerback. He's big. But he needs to be in space. And I'm not I'm not so sure either that it that it's off the coming off the edge. I, I really think Isaiah Simmons is is best when he's blitzing with speed and power. He, he's an effective blitzer, but out in space, the ability for him to move and make plays in space is really where he belongs for the majority of snaps.
1: Okay, so there's being in space, and then there's being a deep center field safety, which we saw at times last year. And there's being in space, and then there's being assigned a slot receiver, which could Be part of a nickel package with Isaiah Simmons. How comfortable are you with him in those sorts of roles?
2: Well, he's, he's comfortable with it because he did the majority of that at Clemson in college. He, he played deep, deep middle, he played deep safety, he played slot corner. So um, these are things that he's done throughout his college career and and last year in the NFL as well, the last two years in the NFL. So um, that's something that he's comfortable with. I, don't, I just don't think he's comfortable in the box. I don't think he's comfortable taking on 340-pound offensive linemen. And by the way, who is? Um, but if, if they are going to make that commitment to really get him – Uh, the reps and get him to be an inside linebacker off the line of scrimmage those defensive interior defensive linemen have to hold up against the offensive linemen they can't allow those double teams to come up to the second level chip off and get into the body of Isaiah Simmons because if they do he's just not big enough thick thickness wise to really to take on those guys neutralize those guys get off and make plays.
1: By the way, the Cardinals reportedly signed a defensive lineman today by the name of Antoine Woods, former Colts and Cowboys D lineman. He, he started a bunch of games from 2019 through 2021 with the Cowboys, so we might see him in camp real soon. Uh, but to your point about Isaiah Simmons and you know where exactly he's going to play and is he really a weak side inside linebacker, Cliff Kingsbury has asked this week, you know, can you define, Coach, uh, what position he's playing and what we're supposed to call Isaiah Simmons?
4: uh slash something i don't know yeah slash something uh we're excited about the role he's in right now he can do it i mean we'll have him rush off the edge we'll have him pressure we'll have him uh play some safety i mean we're we're trying to maximize what he is as a player and that's a dynamic athlete that can go tackle the football so it
1: sounds like he's going to be that wild card he's going to be that guy that when a quarterback breaks the huddle he's looking for
2: number nine Uh, is, is that is that sort of the way you're translating this rob I think so. As, as far as him playing safety, you're not going to take Jalen Thompson off the field. You're not going to take Buda Baker off the field to replace him with Isaiah Simmons. You're just not. So how do you fit? You, you have all these players that are similar in skill set, uh, but you have only a limited number of positions traditionally that they can play. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this within a 3-4 concept of the front of the defensive line. Um, uh, maybe maybe a 4-3 look at times would be better, would would play more uh, effectively and, and allow him to to roam a little bit on the outside and, and play that slot area uh, uh, more effectively. But um, as far as a, uh, uh, taking out Jalen Thompson or Buda Baker, I don't see that happening.
1: No, no, total, totally agree. And, and look, if it's a game of matchups, and it is, I said this to Wolf last week, you know his position in week one against Kansas City? the guy who covers Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah. I mean (laughs) – that's why he's been working with all these DBs and been going to the DB camps and everything. He's—I mean—Travis Kelsey is a All-Pro tight end with wide receiver skills, and I'm guessing number nine is going to be checking him most of that game.
2: And I have no problem with that, Paul. In, in basketball, you'd call that a box and one, where you have one guy right. playing man to man on Michael Jordan, everyone else is playing zone. I'm okay with that. But let's let's define it. Let's get him comfortable with the reps in preseason and in training camp, and let's see what this guy can do.
1: By the way, speaking of DBs, Cliff Kingsbury told the media today the Cardinals are still on the market for a veteran corner, and uh, Josh Jackson had a nice and impressive interception today during a 7-on-7 drill. My J. Sanders next on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert.
0: Take it down by My J. Sanders. Just a great job by My J. Sanders. Starting upfield field and working inside. Third down and eight. They come with a blitz again, and he's thrown down by Sanders. Oh, my, my Jay. My J Sanders, the first one on the set. Love watching this guy. My Jay Sanders makes a great play. Yeah. And he found a way to make that into a highlight.
1: Two-time, first team, all-conference. Former semifinalist for the Bednarik Award, awarded to the best defensive player in college football. <laughs> nine cincinnati bearcats drafted yeah, in this yep. last draft hundredth pick overall cardinals third round selection my J sanders joins us on the big red rage presented by santan ford and gilbert my jay how you doing yeah, how you
5: doing how you doing i'm doing good uh Thank you for giving yeah. me this opportunity.
1: How's life in AZ so far? How how you like in Arizona to this point?
5: Uh, other than being hot, <laughs>
1: it's it's all right. You know? yeah, you haven't had a brush with wildlife. Did you hear the story Hollywood <laughs> Brown? Like a couple of weeks into living here, and he found a rattlesnake yeah, in his yeah, garage.
5: Yeah, he told me about he that. Told yeah. Know?
1: Did, did, did he did he embellish it a little bit? Did he did he tell you like he he waged a big battle with it, or did, did he just run for his life? What happened? <laughs> I think he just ran for his life. <laughs> That's one good thing about when you run a four three, you know, the, yeah, the rattlesnakes not catching you over there But wait a minute, now you're from Jacksonville. Didn't you tell yeah. the media after you were drafted that that you were the one
5: guy when it would hit 70, 80 degrees in Cincinnati, like you'd be wearing a sweatshirt? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Honestly, i would be catching myself slipping and I have a sweatshirt on up here, but i would be have to take it off in the middle of the day cuz I'm like, yeah, it's too hot. How how does the Arizona heat compare to the Florida heat? Uh, I say the F- Florida is more like like more like stuffy heat. Up here, it's just like just strictly just heat, you just, know. Yeah,
1: just surface of the sun. Yeah, heat. yeah, that's good. All right, my Jay Sanders, our guest. Uh, all right, so what do you think about life in the NFL so far? We had Cameron Thomas on a few weeks back, and he said that moment where he first put on an NFL jersey might have been a yeah. practice jersey, but just the helmet, just seeing the NFL logo was yeah. a moment for him. How about you?
5: Uh, I definitely say when I when I first got here and I seen my name on the um the locker. But I don't, I feel like When I really come to Come to is, uh When I When we play against Cincinnati uh, First preseason game And uh I really I can't wait Or maybe training camp Cause that's when we put on pass again So yeah, you know what? Uh, we were talking, and, and there's that first
1: day of pads, right? Yeah, yeah. Where it's full go, full contact, full pads, and we were talking with La- Lasitus, right, about yeah. maybe he might have to go against J.J. Watt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How
5: about you? Is there? I mean, is there sort of a guy over there? Like, okay, wait a minute, I might have to match up yeah. with him. D.J. Humphrey, mm. you know, that's the um, that's the older O.G. and Garden. I say Garden, uh, Trey, Trey McBride, uh, my rookie mate, and uh, I definitely say. Gar and Zach Ertz yeah sure
1: absolutely what do you think they're going to find out about you what's the NFL going to find out about you I know Steve Keim uh, Cardinals GM right around the draft said you know what Uh, he played some of his best games in his biggest games yeah like when you went against Bama and Notre Dame Mm -hmm. you would like if I was to grab some of your game film would you say start with those games
5: yeah I'd definitely say them two games but I'd definitely say my junior year when I played against Georgia that was really one of the games that sparked a lot. So, give me a self
1: scouting report. What do you think Steve Kime and, and the Cardinals personnel guys saw in your film? What sort of
5: player? Just a just a play hard, a person that's gonna to come to work every day. And I definitely say that they seen that I'm I'm a playmaker in, in different ways. Even though I was like maybe out of position the whole time I was in college, and uh, I definitely say that they seen that I'm a, I could be a person that can make plays and do a lot of different things on the field. Now how so? Out of position, my Jay Sanders Cardinals third round pick. You played the edge, didn't you? At Cincy? Yeah, I played more like five tech, uh like inside four four eyes and stuff like that, which is the edge is like my position the my position, but outside linebacker is like way more I feel way more comfortable at that position, hmm. standing up a lot. And that's where Vance Joseph has you, right, in this Cardinals defense. In fact, we had your position coach
1: in studio not too long ago, Charlie Bolin, the outside linebackers coach. We were talking about you and talking about Cameron Thomas. Here's your position coach on the pair of third-round rookies.
3: They're tough guys that love ball, and they attack. Two of their uh, distinguishable traits coming out of college
1: was their motor, play speed, and effort. So that's number one for us. They passed that test. They're both great people. And they work hard. So it was they, they were easy decisions for us in that regard. But um, we're fired up to have them. Yes, Wolf, coach them a little different. Coach them harder. Man, they're, they're rooks. They haven't earned anything yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I also used the word fresh meat. So, you know, it's all right. So you guys have been good. So, look, that's just life as a rookie. Everybody goes through it. Cameron Thomas was in here. I asked for a word
5: that described his game. He used relentless. Yeah, uh, we call Cameron the coach killer so yeah okay how so I'll ask I'll ask the dumb guy question why Coach Killer uh, cause he I was talking to him earlier telling him that he had to learn how to change his speed cause then like we'll do stuff that's 75% and he'll still go 120 but that's just how he is he only have one speed it's just like the things he do he go all the way he'll actually go it, I, I love that guy He's funny though in in a game though. I mean, you're known for your motor, right? Yeah. How how far can a motor go in a
1: pass rusher? I mean, how valuable can that be? How productive can you be if you have that
5: yeah. that trait? You you can do you can do a lot of great things, especially if you just stay doing it cuz it's not that many people that want to block you every down. that want to keep going against that and just nonstop cuz the play is always for at least four to six seconds. So a dude not going to want to be able to block you, especially if you go after the play. So definitely. I've heard a few of your coaches, in fact, I think it was GM Steve Kime as well, and we're on board with
1: myJ Sanders here on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, and they said, you know what? You easily could have had seven more sacks last year. Yeah, I, I, let, I let a lot of sacks away. <laughs> Steve Kime also said that myJ Sanders was as disruptive as he was productive. So you feel like you were there. You were in position yeah. quite often, right? Yeah. And, and, and it is about affecting the quarterback. I know, like Charlie Ball was talking about Dennis Gardeck, and he might not have had the sack numbers last year coming off the knee injury, uh-huh. but he said when you watch the film, he nah. was affecting the play and the quarterback. Yeah. Define that for us. What does that mean for a pass rusher?
5: Uh, just being in a quarterback way, uh, or just being in because at the end of the day, the quarterback he feels where you at. No matter what If you in front of him On the side of him If you just slightly tap With the quarterback's shoulder He gonna feel it And he gonna know That you coming Like one of these plays And that was One of the biggest things That I just wasn't Finishing in college And that's one of the Big things that I know I'm gonna have to um, Get better at While I'm in the, in the league And uh I know Coach Bull gonna help me get through the finishing part. And you know the eyes are gonna
1: be on that position, right? Minus yeah. Chandler Jones. Yeah. I mean, this team. There is an opportunity for someone opposite Marcus Golden. Is yeah. there not? Yeah, it definitely is. Have you guys been told? Hey, you know what? You produce. You're gonna play.
5: Yeah. We we got we got uh as a me and Cam and Jesse. I say we had one that, like some of as rookies. We had the biggest roles on the team because we had the biggest shoes to fill. And when the media asked you after the draft about Chandler Jones, you
1: you shut that down right away, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Any kind of those comparisons? Nah. Because you are. You you, you have some of the same physical traits you're long you're lean you're athletic but yeah. but you wanted no part of being yeah, compared no. to 55 right uh-uh. <laughs> who did you watch growing up who, who's who's film you know we had you know kyle vandenbosch former pass yeah. rusher he's one of our broadcasters uh-huh. and when we came in with cameron thomas they met each other his eyes lit up right cam's <laughs> like oh kyle vandenbosch he shook his hand a little extra <laughs> you know vigorous there with with, with the handshake who's a guy you watch growing up you're like man i'd love to meet him as
5: I, as i start on my career in the nfl uh, well I already met him for real Von Miller though nice yeah Von Miller is uh, one of the dudes I've always watched um. how so did he help you through your college career nah I met him pre-draft training Okay. And I was, um, dra- uh, training in California in uh, West Lakes and, um, proactive and I met him in proactive and me and him chatted up what do you respect out of his game by the way Von Miller how he just played he played relentless he make plays. He make plays and don't need to be made. and That usually don't get made. And uh, he just different on when it comes on to be on the field. Uh, Miles Garrett too. Mm, sure. Uh, those are yeah. Those are some big names. Absolutely. A yeah. Couple of all pros
1: right there. My Jay Sanders, our guest on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. What are you looking forward to finding out the most? You mentioned that game at Cincinnati, right? The preseason yeah. opener. Just the NFL the game in the nfl maybe camp when you guys go full pads full contact what are you looking forward to finding out is anything you're curious about how hard is it to sack tom brady (laughs) he's on the schedule this year yeah christmas night that would be good there's no doubt about that do you still write goals on your bathroom mirror yeah have to really yeah can you share one for this year
5: sack tom brady (laughs) (laughs) why tom brady why the infatuation with tb12 because he just he just a goat you know and uh he just so like amazing just watching him and uh since i've been in college that's always been like one of the biggest things for me to do and i'm i'm gonna do it
1: who's the first person you would tell if you get a a sack of tom brady and the game's over and you grab your phone who, who are you gonna let know first what you just did Probably Von Miller. (laughs) Well, hey, best of luck when camp starts. Best of luck preseason, regular season. Uh, Hey, count me among those who are looking forward to seeing you play this year and what exactly the Cardinals got in my Jay Sanders out of the third round. I appreciate you. There you go. My Jay Sanders will come back and continue to roll on here. The Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford.
0: left he's down to the five he keeps the feet moving James Conner is into the end zone for the touchdown James Conner with his second score of the day in the Cardinals are right back in this
4: game. We want to be smart with James, first off. Uh, make sure that he's healthy going into week one. He's a guy that wants to practice all the time, goes as hard as he can every rep. So we want to make sure we're smart there. And then those other guys are going to battle it out. Uh, excited to have Daryl, veteran presence, very smart player. And then Eno talked about him multiple times, how far he's come and, and what he did this spring. And then Jonathan Ward has stepped up every year. And then obviously the rookies that we brought in. So it's going to be great competition. It's, it's a talented group.
1: It's arguably the most loaded position room on the roster right now. Cards camp underway. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, Paul Calvisi, Rob Fredrickson, former Cardinals linebacker, and James Conner, the Pro Bowl running back, who we'll hear from momentarily. Uh, on just how realistic it might be for him to go ahead and match his 18 touchdowns from a year ago. An unbelievable Pro Bowl season for James Conner. But we have more breaking news during this edition of the Big Red Rage. Rob, first we had the uh, development that the Cardinals had removed the homework clause, the independent study addendum from Kyler Murray's contract, and now they have issued a brief statement, and it reads as follows. After seeing the distraction it created, we removed the addendum from the contract. It was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been, and nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability to lead this team more than the commitment reflected in this contract up to 230.5 million dollars worth. so there you go uh trying to put this past him and and as we know from the uh, press conference earlier the impromptu unannounced press conference by kyla murray this afternoon rob uh kyler did decline to answer a couple of times whether he was upset with the cause or not now it's non-existent they've removed it from the contract
2: yeah it's it's time to move forward clean slate you know i don't, I don't see i don't think he could have been too disappointed with it uh, uh, given the fact that he signed the contract but uh, that's neither here nor there now it's it's over it's it's behind us let's put it behind us and let's move forward with the season
1: my Jay Sanders, we just heard from. Maybe a quick word. Any, any impressions? Any reactions to what he? How about his Tom Brady comment there at the end? I asked him for a goal this season. He immediately said, "I got to sack Tom Brady." He said, "I've always wanted to do it ever since college," and then he ended by saying, "quote and I'm gonna do it, sack Tom Brady."
2: Oh, I lo- I love the confidence. And look, you know, when you're out there playing, you don't you don't necessarily think about in the moment who you're playing against. Um, as as a player you don't you don't think about oh my goodness that's that's Tom Brady there you're you're just you're trying to do what you're supposed to do do within the scheme of the defense and get to the quarterback whoever it is whoever you maybe after the play you'll see that it's uh, Tom Brady but um, I I love his enthusiasm I love his vigor and I think he's going to be a huge addition uh, to this outside rush for the Arizona Cardinals this year. And it's interesting.
1: He he said, in his opinion, he was playing out of position at Cincinnati, that he was playing more five technique, yeah. and that he's really comfortable at outside linebackers. So I think everybody is looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what that might mean in, in the Cardinals defense and and give your opinion I mean if there's one rookie position out there where you can plug and play I mean third and long second and long a situational pass rusher right you can just unleash young guy even if he doesn't have a ton of experience in the league
2: yeah that's that's the perfect position because there's there's relatively little in terms of responsibilities other than keep contain um, and I love the fact that he said that he's working worked with Von Miller to gain knowledge from from the one of the best pass rushers to ever play this game, to to learn different techniques. Those are things that are going to carry over onto the field uh in training camp and and onto the field in the preseason as well.
1: Yeah, he describes himself as relentless. He said not many offensive linemen want to block you all play, every play. So that's what he that's what he prides himself on. How about James Conner? You want relentless. Just the sort of physicality he brought last year. And then something beyond that. We saw the athleticism. We saw his ability to catch the ball. And then we saw his nose for the end zone. And James Conner asked by the media this week if those numbers from a year ago, in particular those 18 touchdowns, if it's realistic, he can match that here in 2022.
5: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I'm shooting for more. Um, I swan win ball games. Do everything we can, but it's very realistic. Uh, train like no other this year. You know, feel like I'm in dog shape. So
5: ready to roll.
1: And of course he's in dog shape, Rob, because he, he trained a lot of the offseason with
2: Aaron Donald, his former teammate at Pitt. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to figure he's in good shape. Absolutely, you're going to train with Aaron Donald. <laughs> you're you're in for it. But uh, you know, you're right, Paul. Uh, just the, the the biggest surprise last year. I, everyone knew that he was a grinder, that he was a, a you know just a put your put your head down and run over you type of running back. Um, but just the athleticism, the one handed catches, the ability to get out there and make plays in the passing game. That, to me, was the the most pleasant surprise to James Conner's game that we saw last year. And, you know, if he can continue that, if he can continue that aspect of his game this season and stay healthy, um, I certainly believe that he can continue uh, to put up the numbers that we saw last year. And
1: you know what? At the same time... True or false, when the Cardinals were really rolling last year,
2: it's when they had Chase Edmonds and
1: James Conner firing, and they were alternating those two guys, and they were keeping fresh legs over the second half of last season, and especially the last month and a half, they seemingly had one or the other due to injuries, and it just wasn't the same run game.
2: Yeah, the, the days of the one running back being the bell cow, that, those days are over. It, it's really by committee now because those that position takes so much impact takes so many hits from from defenders every play whether you're blocking or, or out in your passing routes or running the ball so to have that that complementary back with James Connor I think will only help James Connor and if that's Darrell Williams if that's you know if that's Eno you know, Benjamin or maybe even the rookie uh, Keontae Ingram you know th- there's there's some depth here at this running back group that I think uh, really could surprise some people.
1: Minus DeAndre Hopkins, especially the first six games, you think it'll be a different offense? Do you think the Cardinals commit more to the run? I know it's a loaded question, but what's your expectation?
2: I think when the Cardinals were really rolling, when they were really humming last year, they were dedicated to that running game. And, and it didn't always have to be effective. It didn't always have to be productive. It uh, just had to be there so that it really helped with the, the play-action pass. And you got these tight ends now. you got got Max Williams back. He's a great blocker. I think the running game is going to be strong this year. All
1: right, once again, recapping the news that went down during this edition of the Big Red Rage, the Cardinals have removed the independent study clause from Kyler Murray's contract and just citing the distraction it created how that was unintended and according to the statement they put out that nothing demonstrates the Cardinals belief in Kyler's ability to lead the team more than the commitment reflected in the franchise record contract. So there you go. Special thanks to J. Sanders, the rookie pass rusher, for joining us. A reminder, Cardinals single game tickets available now at accardinals.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. Rob Frederson, thank you very much. Special thanks to Jim Omahundro and Zach Larson. on am Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert.